Hello, foodies, and welcome to the Dining on the Dime podcast. We give you the latest foodie news, give you tips to help you save on monthly food budgets, and we'll throw in some recipes and cooking tips, too. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Wilson and John Cole. Welcome, everyone, to the greatest podcast in the history of this great sport. Today is all about getting you healthy for the new year. Uh, segment one is going to give you uh, tips on keeping your weight down. Uh, segment two, or segment one is also going to give you, there's a lot of people that suffer from depression. Uh, there are foods that you can eat to help uh, improve your mood. We're going to tell you about those. Segment two is going to be general foodie news. we got some great topics, uh, and it will uh, be along with, we're going to talk about, we are syndicated every Monday at 1 o'clock on WMLD in the Hudson Valley. Hello, Hudson Valley, 1 o'clock for you on a Monday. And we're also uh, syndicated on Indie Philly Radio, and uh, I just want to let everyone know what they can hear on those uh, media platforms when they're not playing our show. Introduce you to our syndication stations. Segment three, My Philly Dish. Great information during the My Philly Dish segment today. Uh, segment four is going to be all Jim Hassan. Don't forget, our brand, near, our brand new beer segment with Matt will be on segment three, and that's been very popular so far. If you're a craft beer lover, etc., he'll give you a lot of great tips. Uh, my co-host today, John Cole, is off. Jim Hassan, the grill master at Grubhouse Philly. How are you, Jim? Hey, how is everybody doing today? And Jim is our resident chef. He's got, he's the he'll give you a perspective from the restaurant industry. Uh, he'll give you cooking tips and more. Uh, the motto of this show is dining on a dime, trying to teach you how to save money. And uh, one of the topics in segment one, which is starting right now, is going to be. Where can I find the cheapest gym memberships? This is uh, right after the new year. Everyone is looking to get healthy, and this show is going to help you do that. We're going to give you lots and lots of tips on how to do that. But let's start with where can I get the best deals on gym memberships? And I did some research, and I found out that Blink Fitness is just $15 a month. I also found out that Crunch Fitness, which is something me and Jim uh, are far from. Well, my joke is always that, you know, my name is Jim, except I've, I've never actually been in one of those buildings before. <laughs> uh, and the third least expensive gym membership, because it's the new year, everyone's going to be uh, trying to get to the gym, is Planet Fitness. And that is $10 a month. Very popular in uh, Philadelphia. Planet Fitness is big. Uh, so we got you a $15 gym membership at Blink Fitness, $9.95 at Crunch Fitness, and Planet Fitness is $10 a month. The worst is when you have to walk by one of those places while carrying a bucket of fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. I go to the gym for the for the the ones that have food. Yeah, I think what is it like Mondays or free pizzas at, at Planet Fitness? And I just say that it, it seems to. I guess I guess you know. I think one thing people need to learn is it's okay to break even. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so here's an interesting thing, and people always criticize me because they say all I do is promote. I'm like Joey Suzu. <laughs> <laughs> Who remembers that anymore? <laughs> I do, but <laughs> so anyway, uh, they say I'm like a car salesman, so I'm going to actually link my book. Uh, I'm a published author. Table for One at Barnes and Noble uh, is my book, and in the book, I talk about Jim. In 2002, I went to a major medical facility in Pennsylvania looking to get the gastric bypass, and they I had an issue, and they wouldn't do it. So I went from 706 pounds down to 178 pounds on my own with no medicine, no, no surgery because I couldn't get the surgery. And I'm going to give you my tips uh, from a person that lost over 500 pounds with just their own. You, you basically lost like two whole adults. Yes, yes. And I, I, I went down, I think it was 548 pounds uh, from 2007 to 2011. I lost 500 pounds. Pretty impressive. And it got to the point, but this is the funny part. I had a 72-inch waist. I went down to a 31-inch waist. But here's what's the funny part. I have people that come up to me now that haven't seen me in a while, and they say, 
Oh, boy. He says, now we all thought you got the gastric bypass, but look at that, all the weight you gained back. <laughs> so anyway, here's how I did it. I ate all natural foods. I cut out my sodium. Uh, so basically, I would eat bananas or fruit in the middle of the day instead of a bagel and cheesesteak like I would do now. And I also walked. And I cannot tell you how essential... It is to walk. You do not need to join a gym. I want to make that very clear. I did all that weight loss without joining a gym. I lost 547 pounds because I started walking. And at 706 pounds, I could not walk. So I would take a block at a time. And if you train your body to do just a block at a time, pretty soon I was walking 13 miles. So that's how you have to do it. You got to go slow. A lot of people way overweight, 200 pounds overweight, whatever. Uh, take it slow. If you walk every day, your body's going to be trained to walk, uh, you know, every day. You'll get one block one day, then it'll turn into two, etc. cetera. Uh, so I want to make sure everyone understands you can walk and lose the same amount of weight as these people at the gym. So well, that's, that's the problem I think a lot of people have is they, they'll do like, a, you know, go to the gym for two days and then they'll get on the scale and then, they'll, you know, they don't see the results immediately. The results aren't going to happen immediately and then they get discouraged and quit the gym. So Totally true. Yeah, it, it, it's, it, it, think of it as a marathon and not a sprint. You got to pace yourself. And it, it, that's a great <laughs> point. It is a marathon. So let's get specific. I cut my sodium down to really low. I walked. I ate natural foods. My dinner every night, uh, not every night, but five days a week at least, was fish. And here's why I think I lost all the weight. You ready for this? Middle of the day, I would eat four bananas to fill me up to, till dinner. Four bananas are under 400 calories. So it's not killing you with the calories. But you were loaded with potassium. I was loaded with potassium because I had a sweet potato every night for five years. And I truly believe that the sweet potato was an assist uh, in my weight loss. I do. I believe that. So let's go to the, I'm uh, personally the one that lost 547 pounds. You got my tips. Eat all natural, cut your sodium, and walk. If you have kids and you're walking six blocks to the school, or if you're taking a bus, Maybe you can change that routine every once in a while to walk. And what you did was drastic. I mean, there are people who are just looking to lose, you know, 70 pounds. Exactly. A, compared to what you did, it, it seems like it should be easy. Exactly. And not only that, another thing is it's changing your routine. I mean, everyone's in a, in a routine. They do something every day. Try to see if you can do that by walking to it right. instead of taking the bus. And I say this as my chair is screaming for help <laughs> as I sit on it. But it's easy. It's easy to sit here on my throne of <laughs> your food throne. So, what to do. but my my information from someone that lost five hundred forty-seven pounds: just switch your food to all natural. Get rid of the boxes and you know all that potato or sodium. And uh, fish and a sweet potato filled me up, and I'm a huge eater. And I was filled, uh, you know, every night that I ate that. But let's go to the pros. Ready for this? Here's what the pros say. Cook more at home, obviously. You're not going to be able to go to McDonald's and lose significant weight. So that's obvious. Uh, eat more protein. I'll give you an example. Even today, uh, with the restaurant routine that our whole show is on, I eat those uh, little bags that have the two hard-boiled eggs in it, and I'm actually fine. Sometimes I'll get four because I have a big appetite, and protein does help you feel full. And it's the carbs that are that are. That's what us. does it. Yeah, absolutely. sugar and carbs are you know other things that are killing us. It's not you know bacon is eating a lot of bacon isn't great for you, but that's not the thing that's making you absolutely. Bad. And yeah, <clears throat> you can you know pro. Look at the Atkins was successful for years, mm -hmm. and they were eating bacon, you know, and all other kinds of protein. Uh, try going meatless. And the one thing I can tell you for a fact from my personal weight loss is I went from a 72-inch waist down to a 31-inch waist, is that once you train your body to do something, you'll eventually get to the point where it's not even thinkable. Like, you don't even think about it. Well, we're, we don't even know that how much we're addicted to carbs and how Absolutely. we're addicted to sugar until, you know, you cut it out, and then you kind of feel bad for a while. But then once, I mean, I don't know this personally, but once you get over that, um, they say that, you know, it, it almost is, doesn't affect you at all. Like, you don't even want it. It's it, 
That's actually right. a great point. And another good point you just brought up was I had a cheat day, and I think that was the secret to my success. I had a cheat day every Sunday, and I would eat whatever I wanted. So if I saw a burger at, w- at Wendy's that was new, I'd wait till Sunday, and I'd look forward to it. You know what I mean? So one cheat day a week, it mixes up your metabolism, and your metabolism gets into a shock mode. And it usually drops weight. So I highly recommend you do a cheat day. My cheat day was Sunday, and I lost 547 pounds. Hmm. So you don't have to give up everything. I think what happens to people, Jim, is that they give up foods, and they they want those foods so badly that they get off the diet and go binge. And I think if you just give yourself one cheat day, I really feel that uh, it helps you uh, you know, like I said, I saw a new burger at Wendy's while I was on my diet. And I said, you know what? I'll wait till Sunday. I can't wait to have that burger. You know, so cheat day is important. I think I, I'm not a big, I shouldn't say this because those Facebook groups are very popular. But vegetarian, I don't think you need to go vegetarian. But you can go meatless once a week. Uh, tattooed Mom in Philadelphia has a meatless Monday. You know what I mean? You can find places That'll give you even deals on meatless. So, but I don't believe that you need to go total meatless because I think protein fills you up. And I think a burger without the bun will fill you up, you know, fill you up more. Uh, Find physical activity that you enjoy. You know what I mean? Maybe you can march in place while watching those TV shows. (laughs) You know what I mean? Maybe you can do something like that. Going back just a little bit, because I, I think this too, like we are trained to uh, think that certain foods need certain things. You know, a hamburger has to have the bread. It exactly. really doesn't. I mean, you could just eat it with a knife and fork. And same thing with French fries. Um, we are trained, like, like you have to have French fries with a burger. Technically, you don't. Like, <laughs> right. That was what my dad always told me. He's like, you don't, Jimmy, you don't need to get the fries every time. You just get the burger. You know? Another thing is if you ask them to hold the sodium and they're doing hand-cut fries, that's a potato. You know what I mean? I mean, that's basically what you're eating. But, yeah, like we're, I think we're just, as a, as a society, we're just trained that certain things have to go with certain things, and you kind of have to break out of that. that, that that's totally true. And, and one thing, uh, another thing as I learned is if you train your body to do anything, eventually it'll be thoughtless. You know what I mean? Like you, right. will, you will not even think about it. You can retrain yourself to do, to do healthy to stuff. To do healthier things. My mailbox is five blocks from my apartment. Instead of taking the bus to the mailbox, how about you walk? You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. I so, should stop driving my car to the end of my driveway to, <laughs> to pick up my mail. <laughs> but seriously, if you train your body to do stuff, and you do it long enough, it will get into the mo- into a zone where it'll do it all the time. You know, I don't believe in gyms. I know we'll probably get a ton of emails about that. I lost my weight just walking outside. Instead of taking the bus to the supermarket, I walked. And some some people need a regimen, and and gyms sometimes offer for a little extra money a, a, a trainer that can help. Sure, personal so, trainer's I mean, fine. Some people need that, and, and it's okay if you do. And and there's options for you if you if you do need that. I agree. It's just that you know to pay any kind of money. When I can be doing it outside. I don't, yeah, I, and I don't am forget among the, the winter time, too. I didn't mm. even think of that. Winter time, too. But, you know, you can also march in place at your house. I mean, anything that I does. actually like to take walks more in the winter because it's like in the summer, it's oppressive and, yeah. and you, it, it's, it's painful sometimes. And the winter is like, you know, you get that nice, crisp air. You just got to wear a coat. And this show is all about big men. <laughs> if you could only see <laughs> so, the type of people that are giving you advice about healthy. <laughs> Thank God this is a podcast. But the funny part about the whole thing is we're, we're talking from a big man point of view. And you, you've had some serious experience with it, so you can, you can speak on right. it. Right. And let me give you some foods. After the holidays with the winter, you're stuck inside. A lot of people get depression. Uh, what's it called? Winter depression or something? Yeah. And I just want to give you a couple of foods that if you increase in your diet, it helps your mood. I guess and, it's donuts. Yeah, donuts. <laughs> and, uh, so one of the foods that uh, increases moods is broccoli, collards, chicory greens, uh, fresh herbs, lettuce, mustard, peppers, pomelo, pumpkin, spinach, and Swiss chard. Basically greens. Do we know what the the the, it's the, the stuff in the food kind of mm-hmm. increases your mood? So if you're stuck inside, you're stuck home because I am d- disabled in my legs, and if it's snowing even a half an inch, 
or even a coating, I can't leave my apartment because, as we just told you, we are all big men here. So if I go down, I'm down. Mm. <laughs> so I'm literally stuck inside with any kind of slippery weather. If you fall during the snowstorm, uh, there will just be a hill that looks... It's <laughs> <laughs> actually you. It's actually me. <laughs> so, uh, so that's why I, you know, so there are winters that heavily snow here. I think it was 2010. We had tons of 20-inch snowstorms. And yet, uh, I was stuck inside for days. So I know a lot of people are the same way. And as you mentioned in another episode, you don't have a refrigerator. I do not so have I don't a refrigerator. Know how you survive? So I call for delivery. Okay. <laughs> so let's uh, go to commercial, and we'll be back with General Foodie News. Planning a visit to Philadelphia? Then go to www.phillyrestaurantreviews.com and take our audio food tour where we show you where to find the real best in Philly restaurants without the tourist traps of other food tours. The average price of a Philly food tour is $40 per person. Our tour, only $5, and you can put it on up to five separate devices. This saves a family of five an average of $195. Okay, we are back. Uh... I want to say hello to our friends in Hudson Valley. We are syndicated on WMLD in Hudson Valley, New York. Uh, we are also syndicated on Indie Philly, Indie Philly Radio. Uh, we're going to do some general foodie news, and then we're going to tell you what you can hear on these amazing radio stations when they're not playing our show. So maybe you guys have never heard of them. Uh, they appeal to everybody around the country. You don't have to live in a certain area to hear the stations. Uh, but let's go into our foodie topics, Jim. I want to get your opinion because you are our expert panelist on restaurants. Taste of Home recommends tipping the pizza delivery driver $5 no matter how much your bill is. I know people that do deliveries. Very difficult, especially in the snow. Jim, how would you feel if you were delivering a pizza in a snowstorm and they gave you $5? So I don't have to like speculate I, my very first job in the restaurant industry was for pizza hut delivery and uh i would deliver pizzas in snowstorms I, I actually if you ever seen the bags that they use to put the pizzas in i've had to put that under my tires so that i could get out of a you know like this a snow drift. oh my goodness um but yes i mean absolutely i mean that i mean it's just my opinion but i'm in the business uh, five dollars is probably the minimum especially in a snow, snowstorm um uh, that they should trip a tip a delivery driver, but I have. It's been a while since I've been in that field, and now they got Uber Eats and Grubhub and things. And I know that tips are. I don't even know how the tips even work anymore. Um, yeah. You're not actually tipping the driver uh, himself anymore. I think it's coming off in, somewhere else. So yeah, I'm not even sure how that works anymore. And I'm interested, and you guys can email us dining on a dime yahoo.com because I have friends that do deliveries, and there are times when it's a snowstorm and they are fighting to get to your house and nobody tips anything. It's, that is the worst. And uh, anybody who they get shut to, out. Anybody who wants to argue with me about uh, not tipping, uh, especially in that snowstorm, you can uh, Jimmy Trash Talk at yahoo.com. Uh, I'll definitely. Uh, argue with you about uh tipping and not tipping absolutely and uh i just think especially delivery and don't get me wrong i'm not the world's greatest tipper but i delivery is a different story i and, think and, and you know I've, I've heard the argument like as opposed to delivery and then as opposed to like sitting at a table and they'll say well, they do more for me when I sit at a table like I can ask them for extra ranch I can do this and that but what you don't know is the, the delivery driver is what he's doing for you before he gets to you Absolutely. or she. And uh, so there's a lot, you know, like they're putting their, I mean, it, it sounds dramatic to say, but like they're on, in traffic and anything sure. can happen in traffic. Well, look at what Domino's had to stop the 30 minute delivery because yeah. of all their drivers getting in trouble, you know. Tra uh, I think access. that was a, probably a smart decision and they still work hard on trying to get your pizza to you as, as soon as possible without the, the guarantee. But that don't you think, and I want you guys, email us, diningoutdime at yahoo.com. We'll read them on the show next, uh, when we're back in two weeks, because I want to know, it's a fascinating topic. Uh, what I could do probably do a whole uh, episode on on tipping because there's there's different theories on it. And uh, I, I, I'll I give it. One. I'll give you an example. I I tip a, uh, across the board twenty percent, and the reason I do that 
is it, well obviously i've never spent over a hundred dollars you know what i mean but if i spent more That's i would fair. tip I mean, more yeah sure uh but i usually just give a straight 20 percent. 20 percent is fair it's it's you know i actually this next news item i actually jumped for joy when i heard it because i didn't know about it churches just introduced a handheld chicken pot pie yeah, you heard me. A handheld, it's like a empanada, but it's chicken pot pie. Well, it seems like it's like a hot pocket. Yeah, hot pocket. That's right. Yes. So I just was jumping for joy when I heard that. All right, let's talk about the easiest diets to follow, Jim. Uh, what do you think the easiest diet to follow is? I think what you, what you said, I, and I, I don't like the keto. I don't like all the like right. the, the fad. Keto, the, the keto fad, is very the fad diets are because a lot of them uh, can hurt you. I think that you know your body, you know what you know you can handle and what you 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 can give up and what you can't give up. I, you just need to like I, I think kind of what you did. Like you just decided this is what I'm going to do and, and I'm going to do it. That's a good. That's a good point. And don't forget, I think if you give up something totally, it makes you come off the diet because you're craving it so hard yeah they call it it's it's tough to quit cold turkey absolutely and you cold turkey is actually probably pretty good for you though <laughs> so here are the easiest diets to follow according to the internet uh the first one is mediterranean diet we're not going to go into what they are you can just google it uh the second one is flexitarian diet which i've never heard of i don't know and then here's even better, because this one I've never heard of either. Uh, the third one is mind diet, which <laughs> I have no idea what that is. Mind diet, my, my, let's let's just guess on what. Like mind diet is like, okay, I'm eating a hamburger right now, and I, but I'm oh, not probably. eating a I hamburger. I have no idea. <laughs> I didn't want to go to, you know, I let the listeners look it up. All right. And then the fourth easiest diet is Weight Watchers, but I found out something interesting. Weight Watchers is not as popular as it used to be. And when I was 700 pounds, I've done all those diets. LA Weight Loss still owes me like five <laughs> grand. Uh, but uh, the Weight Watchers was the easiest for me to follow. But I've heard, I've read that they've declined in uh, popularity as of late. I hope that's not true. All right, let's talk about the top weight loss meal delivery kits. So I'm, you know, that's what I was just going to say. Like one of the reasons um, used to be that you know Weight Watchers one of the only games in town, but now they have all kinds of things where you can have food sent to your home and and portioned exactly how it's supposed to be portioned. You're you're exactly right. So uh, meal delivery uh, services are very very popular. So let's tell you what the top ones for weight weight loss is. Uh, the first one was Bistro MD. That was the top, according to the internet. Uh, the second one was Blue Apron. Blue Apron's popular. I've heard of Blue Apron. I haven't and heard of the first just, one. but I've... Yeah, you just cook the stuff they send you, though. Uh, the third one is Fresh and Clean, which doesn't even sound like food. <laughs> <laughs> it cleans your apartment while, yeah, while you eat. Hello Fresh, and then Nutrisystem made the list. My thing is this. I did Nutrisystem. Somebody had a couple boxes that they never used. In my opinion, and you can send us the emails, salty. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. boy, is it salty. Want that. Ooh, boy. Okay, let's talk about our syndication stations. And I just am doing this so people can understand what they can hear on the station when they're not, when they're not playing our show. And we're on WMLD in Hudson Valley, New York, every Monday at 1 o'clock. They have said we are doing so well that they're going to give us an extra day a week on a Saturday. So we're played it now, Monday at 1 o'clock. We'll announce on this show when they're going to play us on Saturday. I want to make it very clear that you can listen to these stations no matter where you live. We just had listeners in California last week. We had listeners all over the country. Uh, if you're listening around the country, you can listen to these stations. Uh, they're not local, you know what I mean, even if you don't live in the area. So we're on WMLD Radio uh, every Monday at 1 and you can hear our show uh, Mondays at 1. They are the voice of the Hudson Valley. Uh, they play a country format mixed with top 40 classic rock. And this is what I love. This is on their website. Hick Hop. Which Hick -hop. I, I don't know what that is. And I know what it is. I mean, because that song was really popular, that uh, old country road or something okay. where it was they had a, a, a country star and a rap star and they kind of like collaborated and it was a huge hit so oh okay that's probably what that to, is. Uh, 
make more of those. And what I like about them is they also have independent and new artists, uh, which I think they there's a lot of people that are very talented that need exposure, so I like that. And here's how you get WMLD. You go to your app, and uh, it's WMLD Radio. If you want to hear that, that the great music that they play when they're not playing our show, and you download the app, WMLD Radio, and you can hear artists such as when our show is not playing, you can hear Sugar Ray, Post Malone, Ed Sheeran, Coldplay, Black Eyed Peas, that type of music. You don't know any of those people. I have no idea who they are. If it's not Neil Diamond, I have no <laughs> idea. But the good news is you can download the app. They play those shows. They also do podcasts. They have podcasts on their station that are really good. We and could start singing if you, <laughs> <laughs> but if that's you, where it's at. But you can get more info about our syndication station, WMLD Radio in the Hudson Valley, simply by going to www.MasonDeCosmoFoundation.com. That's MasonDeCosmoFoundation.com. Our second syndication station is our uh, is our huge ally. It's called Indie Philly Radio. It's I-N-D-I-E, Philly Radio. It plays our past shows Tuesday through Friday at 11 o'clock in the morning. We are played right before your lunch hour, so you can learn where to go eat in the Philadelphia area. And they are the only broadcast company that I have personally given permission to to play Season 1, because Season 1 is on our audio food tour at phillyrestaurantreviews.com. And I have allowed... Indie Philly is the only station I have allowed to play those because we took them off our platform, and we're putting and we put them on the audio food tour. Uh, <coughs> there are still podcast stations, uh, podcast platforms still playing season one, and they are unauthorized. So if you see season one, <laughs> that is not authorized. Uh, they have the absolute gem. This is the greatest music from the 1980s that you've ever heard. That's my stuff. I like that. It. Yeah, that's why if our show's on at 11 a.m. on Indie Philly, I will listen from 10 to 11 just to hear the great music. Uh, it is powered by Philly Bite Magazine. Uh, and Philly Bite Magazine has articles from myself and Jim Pappas. So if you're looking for local uh, Philadelphia articles, myself and uh, Jim Pappas write for them. Found out some good news from the CEO of Indie Philly that their audience has tripled in just one year. And I can tell you for a fact, it's because people love 80s music. And they do. People are huge 1980s music fans. I mean, there's people like us who grew up with it. And then there's the people like the retro Absolutely. The young kids are like into it now. That's true. Uh, you know, at any moment, you're going to hear one of the greatest hits of the 80s on Indie Philly. Uh, they Blondie. Duran Duran, Culture Club, you know, J Jermaine Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> All the top stars from the 80s you can hear at any moment on Indie Philly Radio. You can also hear our show Tuesday through Friday, 11 a.m. So I just want to give people, because I had an email from someone that said, yo, man, I just started listening to Indie Philly. Why haven't you ever said anything? You know, and the same thing with WMLD. We had a couple, you know, listeners uh Wondering why we didn't uh, mention them. And I do always mention the station, but I never tell you what you can get when you're not, you know, listening to our show. So uh, that is what you'll hear on those stations. Jim Hassan, before we go to segment three, we have about two minutes left. Uh, what do you think about uh, the state of the restaurant industry? You were just talking about layoffs. Not necessarily laughs. It's just that this time of year is a is a tough time uh, for restaurants because you know I, I mean we and I don't want you to I'm not playing a, a tiny violin here. I mean we, they've made their money uh, during the holidays, but now there's the, it's the lean time and 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 uh, chefs and servers are are losing hours, um, things like that, and then and layoffs do happen during this time. And so, and, but and I don't, like again, I don't. You don't have to feel sorry for everyone, but this is the time of year for you. If there's a restaurant you wanted to try, uh, one one that's tough to get into with reservations, do it you know, now's the time to now's the time to that's, strike that's while the iron's an excellent, cold. Excellent tip, excellent tip, Jim. 
That is, this is the time to go to those restaurants you've been wanting to go. You wanted to go. I mean, not, there's still some in Philly that are going to be tough either way, but you have a better shot now than you you ever will any other time of year. That's actually an excellent, excellent point. And Philadelphia Restaurant Week for our local listeners is coming up soon. I don't, I think it's the 15th, something like that. But if you Google it, you'll find out the Restaurant Week is coming. Uh, so let's take a break, and we're coming back with the My Philly Dish segment and our new popular beer segment with Matt. You can follow Dining on a Dime on Facebook at facebook.com. That's uh, a forward slash Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter at Dining on a Dime, the number one. Instagram, KJW1972. And for sponsorship opportunities, starting as low as $200 per episode, email us at Dining on a Dime at yahoo.com all right welcome back we are so excited uh, we just gave you a ton of great tips for your new year to stay healthy and now on the line is going to be matt with our beer segment matt how are you hey how you guys doing today outstanding we just gave a bunch of health tips <laughs> so good matt uh, let's do your segment well uh i think i could do something sort of in that vein because i believe personally that uh drinking uh, uh the right amount of craft beer can keep you mentally healthy uh so in that vein i want to talk about some of the things going into 2020 that are going to be happening sort of uh in and around the philadelphia region uh in beer i want to shout out some uh breweries in particular that uh were recognized uh, for their accomplishments in 2019. Uh, I've got a recipe to share for you and just some recommendations because we are still in the thick of the winter season. Uh, you know, just to shake things up, some beers to try, some styles you might want to explore. So uh, jumping right into it, our friends up in the Hudson Valley, uh, the New York Brewers Association selected uh, there's a brewery actually in the Culinary Institute of America, uh, the campus at Hyde Park. They've had it since 2015. They selected them uh, as one of their highest rated breweries uh, this year. And they gave them a couple medals for some of their beers. And I also plucked a really interesting recipe off of them for stout cookies, which I can't wait to try. Uh, it is a... Uh, it's basically an oatmeal chocolate chip cookie. Uh, you can put raisins if you want in it, but the only thing you have to do extra is just add a little bit of whatever your favorite stout style of beer is to the oats and to the raisins if you decide to use them. All it takes is a little bit of simmer and maybe an extra 15 minutes, and then you've got uh, a wonderful, deep, rich, chocolatey uh, flavor That'll go into your favorite kind of cookie. Uh, next, moving down south a little bit into Philadelphia, I scoured through the rankings of the popular beer app, uh, Untapped, to try to find the highest rated Philadelphia brewery. And for 2019, that one happened to be Fermentary Form. Now, Fermentary Form is a it's a really interesting type of place. It's in uh, Kensington, right, in that neighborhood. And you can only find out when it's open when they post on their Instagram or Facebook. Uh, they have a very interesting sort of live yeast system. Uh, they use mother cultures, a lot of wood aging, bottle conditioning. So you have to be very tuned into social media in order to get their beers. But once you do, if you want to enjoy it straight out, that's fine. Uh, more power to you, right? But if you're very patient, these are the kinds of beers that you can grab and you can age, you can keep around for a while and see what happens, sort of see what becomes of them, see if the flavor changes as they go over time. So, again, that is fermentary form. It's announcement only, so you got to check out their Facebook or Instagram pages. Uh, keep in mind that and maybe – You'll be one of the lucky people who can get their hands on some of that beer. Now, speaking of getting your hands on beer, that is going to be a little bit easier in some neighborhoods over here in Philly. 
pretty soon. Uh, right across from Pat's and Gino's uh, is going to be opening sometime in 2020 uh, is going to be Cartisan Brewing. Uh, so that is going to be exciting addition to that neighborhood. Uh, we're expecting some type of farmhouse styles of beer, uh, crisp, clean, maybe a little bit of funk there mixed in, but it should be really awesome. goes great with cheesesteaks. I mean, beer and cheesesteak, you can't get any better than that sometimes uh, for me. And then also heading to Germantown, Attic Brewing is going to be opening up there pretty much any day now. They were projected for a 2019 opening. It got a little bit delayed, but it should be an exciting new addition to the Germantown landscape. And they're going to be donating portions of all of their proceeds to local charities. So if you want to go into 2020 making a difference and still drinking, that is going to be one way to do it. And even though the holidays have passed, uh, Happy New Year, by the way, guys, uh, you still may have family and friends coming over, uh, you know, trickling back and forth from the holidays. Maybe you got a bunch of extra beer as gifts, or you, know, you, you got to find a way to use some of what's in your fridge. Start cooking with it. Uh, I know stouts, imperial porters, uh, all great to use in a hearty winter stew, something like that. Or if you want to pair them with desserts, sort of impress your friends with kind of a mix-and-match Cicerone-type situation, uh, break out a hunk of Gouda, grab a hearty imperial stout. Uh, that booziness is really going to offset something like that with a cheese or a cheesecake. And chocolateiness from these types of beers is going to make up for any lack of sweetness that you might have. Uh, a couple of my favorites, I know if I want to get something that's boozy, uh, has a little bit of kick to it, it sort of replaces uh, dessert liqueur, if you will. Uh, I really like uh, stuff that comes out of Weyerbacher that's uh, just outside the city in Easton, PA. Got to get something like some Blithering Idiots, some Merry Monks, or they have a chocolate pretzel beer, which uh, I don't know about you guys, but for me, the combination of something chocolatey and a little bit salty, just that's sort of what makes my mouth sing. So that is a beer that I love and definitely one that I would recommend to anybody uh, who's trying to do something different uh, with their beer going over the course of uh, this month or so. That, that's fantastic. You're getting our listeners loaded with those cookies. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I mean, so if we get yeah. emails from someone saying that they uh, got loaded uh, drunk on your cookies, that'd be great. <laughs> I just have one question. Yeah, good. What does extra beer yep. mean? Yeah. <laughs> you want... What's extra beer? <laughs> no, I know. I'm just kidding. I know what you, uh, you're talking about. I, I actually had a, um, a recipe that I was going to do today, but it was a health uh Healthy stuff, but um, I make candied bacon with uh, with stout. Oh wow! So I'll, I'll put some uh, I'll put some uh, brown sugar and some stout, and you know, depending on we, if I we, we at my, our restaurant we use it for Bloody Mary, so I'd, I'd put a little spice into it too, and uh, use and kind of like almost braise the bacon in that. Oh, that's fantastic, Matt. Uh, you know that's a great point you made, and this is why Matt's segment has been huge a huge hit. I never even thought of cooking with beer. I I, oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. I usually just put it into me first while I'm cooking. <laughs> but it, <laughs> so, so that was were great great tips, Matt. Thank you. No problem. Thank you guys very uh, much. You, yeah, we'll talk to you in two weeks. Okay, looking forward to it. Thanks a lot, Matt. Thanks, Matt. And you know what's cool about that is. Uh, you know, at least you don't waste anything, and you're not going to waste it. But I no, no. <laughs> we do at a grub house. We make candied bacon for our um, our Bloody Marys, and uh, I use a stout. I use a um, never thought of that. And he gave yeah. some good recipes just now for that too. Okay, now let's get to the My Philly Dish segment. Kevin Wilson here from Dining on a Dime with this week's edition of My Philly Dish on Indie Philly Radio, your source for the latest food and beverage news and events in and around the Philadelphia region. To keep Philadelphia Flyers fans fueled up throughout the NHL regular season, Duncan is launching of its new two-times-points fan appreciation Thursdays offer. Starting today, 
Thursday, January 2nd, and continue, continuing every Thursday through April 2nd, Dunkin' Donuts Perks members can score can score two times the points with the purchase of any size cup of hot iced coffee or cold brew at participating Dunkin' restaurants throughout the greater Philadelphia area. 12-year-old Avner Schwartz of Haverford will make his national television debut as a contestant on Food Network's Kids Baking Championship, hosted by Valerie Bertinelli and Duff Goldman. The show features 12 young bakers, ages 10 to 13, who compete for a $25,000 cash prize, a spot in Food Network magazine, as well as the title of Kids Baking Champion. Avner is the only contestant from the Philadelphia region. And finally, as Philadelphia welcomes a new year and a new decade, Dilworth Park continues to provide free and low-cost fun to visitors of all ages. Winter events and amenities will remain in operation through February 23rd, including the Rothman Orthopedics Ice Rink, Rothman Rothman orthopedics cabin and the winter garden of the greenfield lawn presented by td bank okay here's what i got out of that i went and i'm glad i'm glad he wrote about that here's the deal i went to dilworth park for the uh philadelphia uh you know the big uh thing there I was blown away, and I also went across the street to Love Park, and I was looking around there at all the vendors and this, that, and the other thing. I was absolutely blown away. I went to the Comcast Center. I'm at the Comcast Center several times a week talking to my buddy, who is a screenwriter, and he does, you know, security there. And me and him had a conversation. I've never seen this much excitement in Philadelphia. This year they had, you know, the Ferris wheel. They had all that stuff there. And I've never seen Philadelphia this excited about a holiday in a long, long time. So, have you? Did you get to get to the Dilworth or the Love Park? I did not. Uh, usually, um, I work in Old City, and I, I pretty much stay in Old City. But um, we saw a lot of the residual effects at the Bourse. Um, oh, you did! Oh, great! And plus, you know, like in leading up to that, you, you got you know, there's where Dilworth Park, and then you got Reading Terminal Market, and then there's the new Fashion District. All and in it that all, all kind of like flows to you know through the city, and it's it, and if if one part of the city's doing well, it, it helps all the parts of the city. So exactly, and what amazed me this year is I have never I was there the week of Christmas, elbow to elbow. I was making phone calls to my friends saying, "Hey, you won't believe." How packed it is down in Love Park and then Dilworth Plaza. So they added a carousel for the kids. That was crowded. And then they added, you know, the the Ferris wheel. And it really brought the people. It was amazing. It was really, really amazing. Uh, Because me and you are big men, we did not partake <laughs> in, the Ferris, in the Ferris wheel. So so just so you know, none of us partake. All right, let's get back to our national listeners. Uh, today is Healthy Eating Day. Uh, just want to let everyone know Matt will do a beer segment every studio show. So every two weeks, you'll hear that great segment. Today's segment was outstanding. His last segment, we get all kinds of uh, people loving uh, the reason for the beer segment is because the new restaurants that are opening, Jim, and you know this, are really focused on craft beer, you know, uh, al- you know, alcohol products. You know, it's kind of going hand in hand with the restaurants. It's, uh, I mean, you and I can remember the day when you know you go to a restaurant and you and you had a choice of Yingling, Coors Light, Bud Light, yeah. And if anything crazy popped up, every people smacked their hands on the bar and said, "This is outrage!" You know, now, <laughs> exactly. and now uh, and now you, you can't go. Now it, it's almost hard to find if you're a fan of Bud Light, Coors Light. It's almost hard to find that. Very true. And what I what I the reason I decided to have a beer segment too is because most and this goes for everybody around the country most of your new uh bar restaurants are getting in heavily combining uh the craft beer spirits and all that to their menu you know what i mean it's it's kind of going hand in hand with new restaurants i, pan- uh, I know at one restaurant i worked at we did a 
uh, a, a special dinner where we paired beer to, to different dishes and you know, you'll see that pop up everywhere and especially craft beer craft beer is booming you know what i mean yeah. a lot of the new They're just popping up everywhere you can't you can't go two feet without running into a brewery these days and our people around the country they we're talking about your neighborhood too not just sure. yeah, you know not just philadelphia but all around the country craft beer wine spirits etc are going hand to hand. The show, if you go to wildfirepodcast.com, look up Dining on a Dime, and you're going to hear a live show that we did from a place called South House at 13th and Shunk, 13th Street in South Philly. And that was a major part of that show. We talked about, you know, the wine and spirits with the craft beer kind of going hand in hand. So if you want to learn more about that, wildfirepodcast.com, look up Dining on a Dime. All right, let's take our final commercial break, and we'll be back with Jim Hassan. You can find Table for One, written by Dining on a Dime's own Kevin Wilson, at Barnes and & Noble and Amazon.com. All right, Jim. You're on the deck. Okay. That's right. <laughs> yeah, so uh, a couple things I wanted to promote since I have the opportunity. Um, I do... Um, Stand up and story slam once a month through a, a great organization called First Person Arts in Philadelphia, um, and and even though it's you know Philadelphia, I, you should look up in your town where these things happen. They're called story slams. They uh, you, know, you you can get up and you can go enjoy. Uh, listening to stories, or you can sign up to actually tell a story if it, if if you are able to. And uh, it's really been great for me to like. I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast if I if I didn't start doing that. Um, so definitely, uh, if you're in the area, uh, J- January twenty first at um, the Adrian Theater, um, we'll be doing our next story slam. Uh, also, uh, a big thing in Philadelphia used to be the the Wing Bowl. Uh, that's kind of tailed off just a little bit, but uh, they're still running it uh, this year. Um, a smaller venue, uh, 2300 Arena in South Philly. Um, it's done by uh, Cheerleaders Gentlemen's Club and Club Risque. Um, that will be January 31st. Um, so you can, I'll be participating in that. Uh, you can come watch me make a fool of myself eating wings <laughs> if, you, if you'd like. Um, yeah, those two things uh, get the uh, all plugs out of the way. Um, healthy. Uh, Kevin talked to me about um, talking about healthy foods, and I'm like, I'm the last person you would want to <laughs> talk to about doing that. Uh, most of my jobs involve, you know, like at Grubhouse, we put bacon on top of bacon and <laughs> things like that. But um, as far as my own personal life, my uh, oldest child and my um, – Ex-wife, uh, were both vegetarians. Oh, okay. So I had to kind of rethink about how to do things at home. And it's not easy because I used to just, you know, for me it was just throw a, ha- a couple hamburgers and hot dogs on the grill. But when somebody's a vegetarian, you got to – it actually makes you a better chef to be able to uh, – figure out how you're going to uh, make a healthy and, you know, like sustainable meal without using using meat. And a couple things, uh, and all, you know, also like, uh, you know, <clears throat> they have the vegan restaurants now and, and, you know, people like you know, the carnivores like myself, like to, you know, turn my nose at, oh, vegan food. I'll never, you know, I'll never do that. <laughs> I, I, I am almost shocked at the, uh, when eating, uh, because I have chefs, uh, friends who are chefs that, uh, that do vegan food and they'll want to make something for me. And, uh, I'm shocked at how much I like it and, and almost like horrified to say that I could actually survive without meat if I had to. <laughs> and uh, a couple things that that I've eaten uh, that you can do it easy, pretty, one of them you can do easily at home, one of them is a little more complicated but worth it. Uh, the first one is avocado toast. Okay. Um, <clears throat> guacamole is one of the, it's got the, it's got the good fats in it. Um, and uh so I mean, you can do any type of bread you want, and and if you're gluten free, you can use the Ezekiel bread or, or gluten free bread, or you know, it's, it's going to be a carb, so it's not completely, you know, fat free. But um, yeah, you know, just toast some bread, 
put some guacamole on it and then whatever i i like salt like uh, I, I like salsa but not from the canned salsa i'll chop up some tomatoes and and and, and fresh vegetables because it's not as you don't want it as wet as it, it, it would come out as a, from a can and um it's pretty easy you don't need much time and then uh you can usually with avocado toast you 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 throw an egg on it whatever however egg you want um sunny side up over easy i i, I prefer scrambled um and then you, you got yourself a pretty good meal and you got your protein you got your your fat the, the good fats yeah. and it, it, tasty and i mean you can throw bacon on it too but that's <laughs> <laughs> Right, but the, but the good point you made is uh, I didn't even think of it till you said it. But yeah, good fats there are good fats such good as fats. avocado and guacamole, avocado, uh, uh, guacamole. I, I make my own guacamole at home. I think it's a good idea that, to make your own. Um, and, and since you know it's a cooking tips, um, as opposed to buying. I mean, I, there are you know sometimes I will buy the holy guacamole brand and things right. like that, but. Um, you just need a ripe avocado. You get a you get a fork and you smash it up, and then you just start throwing whatever you like to eat in that. For me, it's uh, I put onions, garlic, salt, pepper. Um, you can put anything you want in there and just mash it up and make your own. You know, however you like your guacamole. It's it's a simple. It's good. You can eat it with chips. You can you can put it like avocado toast. It's a simple way. And, to, and it's yeah. the good fat. It's the good fat. Yeah. In fact, they actually recommend you eat good fats. So that's great. There's a and there's a uh, so this is one that might be a little harder, but uh, this one knocked me out of my chair when I when I had it. It was at a vegan restaurant, and um, it was um, fish taco, but instead of fish, they got a heart of palm, and which which has very heart of palm. It's not as easy to find them, but I'm sure most supermarkets carry it. You might just have to ask for it. Is it's not something that would be out where you could find it, but uh, when cooked properly, which is like maybe a little bit of a, uh, um, I don't want to say boil it, but you know, simmer it a little bit to, to soften it, and then uh, it was uh, breaded. Obviously, it was a vegan restaurant, so without egg. I think she just lightly breaded it, and I swear to you, if you didn't tell me that it wasn't fish, really? I wouldn't have known. I thought I was eating a fish taco. Hold on, my mind was just blown. <laughs> So you're telling me that they breaded the heart of palm? Breaded heart of palm. Wow. And then they set it up just like a taco um, oh, with uh, some kind of, um, like maybe some Chipotle ranch or something. I've, I don't I know exactly what was on. It was a little yeah. bit spicy, a little bit creamy. And it tasted and, and like it fish. Was, I mean, the, wow. the, the texture and, the, and I think because the texture and because you're being told it's like a fish taco. Your your mind just went there, and I I, I was shocked to, to find out that it was not fish. That's incredible. And, I, and there's and, and vegans are vegan chefs are very good at this, and I, there's some controversy in the the that that field. Like, why should we have to make stuff that's like right. meat? Like, exactly. why can't we just make what we want? But you know, I think I think the whole world, and especially people like me who would rather, you know, who kind of turn my nose to vegan food, needs that. It's kind of like a gateway sure. food into like getting into that healthier eating. And what do you think about because you did you had experience with vegetarian and this and that? What do you think about those Impossible Burgers? I, I've not had one of those yet. I'm I'm, I'm I'm kind of scared to try it, and I don't know exactly what I'm scared of. Am, am I scared of? That it won't taste good, or that I'll like it. <laughs> right? No, that's true. I mean, I I'm uh, hearing a lot of people that love it. I know our, our friend uh, Marilyn Johnson uh, uh, did a did a blog about. Uh, she went and got the. Uh, it wasn't the Impossible Burger, but it was uh, the uh, Dunkin' Donuts has the sausage yes. sandwich. How did that that turn and out? She said it was good. Oh, she, really? She liked it, and and. Uh, didn't know the difference if somebody didn't tell her and so, that's incredible yeah, this is a new thing and it's uh, i i think it's ultimately it's good i mean we have to figure out if what they're because the other controversy is is this really better for you exactly and there's so much stuff in there mm -hmm. that if you were to look at the ingredients and examine it is it healthy right you know that's the question and can i we're going to wrap up the show in a few minutes but let me come back to what you said because you said something that is a very good point uh, storytellers, every town has one. You mm -hmm. just have to look for it. And what you said was you couldn't do this show unless you did that. And I was just on a podcast as a guest 
called the Storytellers Network, and I, everyone says I promote too much, but I'm just letting you know, mm-hmm. one of the conversations we had was that every individual, everywhere you go, has a story. And I was telling them about a guy who I always looked down, and I didn't look down upon him, but I always thought he was in a tough place. And he was in a tough place, but he used to play drums for some of the biggest bands, you know, uh, Beach Boys, this, that, and the other thing. And I'm looking at him like he's, you know, down on his luck and feeling sorry for him. Meanwhile, this guy was playing with, he, he did stuff that I've never could dream of. You know what I mean? So it's interesting. You just, know? Uh, just real quick, I think, you know, a lot of people go through hard times. And I, I went through a hard time 15 years ago. My marriage broke up. And uh, I, what I, one of the things I decided to do, and it, it's kind of like the, the Jim Carrey movie, Yes Man, where I, I would just, where I would normally be like, no, I won't do that. I started saying yes to things and, and I would go to, go to places and uh, do karaoke and just things that I normally previously would not have done to take you out of your shell, take you out of the shell. And, uh, and yeah, I think a lot of good things have happened in my life, uh, from having done this. I, I, I didn't, I wasn't a chef 15 years ago. I was, I was a bakery manager, but I always wanted to be a chef and, and, you know, like the, just through doing things like saying yes to things, it's it's helped out considerably. And one of the greatest organizations that anyone who's living, if you're living in California, you're living in New York, uh, Toastmasters. Toastmasters is, is probably the one that a lot of people have heard of before, yeah. But it takes people out of their shell. Uh, give you an example. If you become an author, say you write a cookbook, you have the opportunity to join the National Speakers Association and go around and give public speaking. They actually recommend that you join a play, a thing called Toastmasters or go in right. every town has one. Something, just look it up uh, in, in Philly, it's first person arts, but where <laughs> you are, maybe something else. But I think if you look it up, you'll find it. Just put it in your Google machine, as they say, <laughs> and right. uh, it'll come up. And a lot of people don't realize that that is so important for your personality. You do start to change the way you do things. I've, I'm doing things now that I would never thought of before I was on the radio. You know what I mean? Uh, you do that to warm up, and then it'll lead to other things. It definitely like and you think it's a small step, but it's actually it's actually a huge opening step. a door to a lot of different things for yourself. And I've heard of people that, and this goes along with health. I know people that were down emotionally and started doing things like that. Uh, you know, karaoke is a perfect example. A lot of people. Would never get up to sing, but once yet, they yet, tried it, yet those same people in their car blasted out. Exactly, <laughs> and it's it's that's another thing. A health tip uh, of today to increase your mood is you can do something like that. You know what I mean? It'll probably take it you out of does. It'll definitely of the depression that we were yeah. talking about earlier. It'll boost your mood. Eat some broccoli while you do some karaoke, <laughs> and then uh, it should instead of getting chicken wing. That's right. <laughs> but that's what you can do. That's another tip today that you can do. It'll increase your increase your uh, mental aspect. You know, you're getting out there. You're having fun at karaoke. You're singing. You know what I mean? Or do what you do. Do the storytellers. Right. You know, that's a, actually an excellent tip. We we gave our best tip uh, three minutes before, <laughs> and it has nothing to do with food. So. <laughs> Okay, everyone, we want to let you know that uh, go to wildfirepodcast.com and you can listen to all our shows. We also are on every single platform that has a podcast. I just resubmitted our show. We are now available on Spotify. Somebody told me the other day, who cares? Spotify is the third most popular. the third most popular platform for getting podcasts. So we're on, you know, uh, uh, we're on the obvious ones. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. I actually personally use Pod Paradise because uh, Pod Paradise is very easy to download a show and listen. Uh, we are also syndicated. We just gave you info on our two great stations, WMLD. Hello, WMLD. Uh, every Monday at one o'clock. Tuesday through Friday, IndiePhilly.com, 11 a.m. Tuesday through Friday. Uh, We are also... uh, We're also doing live shows in the Philadelphia area. Uh, Totally free if you own a restaurant in Philadelphia. You just contact Dining on a Dime, Yahoo.com, and we will 
if we, if you know, obviously the food has to be good. We're not going to go put our name behind, you know, McDonald's or anything. But uh, we'll come into your restaurant. We'll do an hour live show. We have a show on our pl- – we have two shows that were done live from bars on our podcast platform. They are actually in our top ten most popular all-time shows because I guess people in the area want to hear – about new hey that's my bar (laughs) yeah exactly so there are two out of our top 10 shows ever are the live shows we've done for bars so if you want to look at that wildfirepodcast.com don't forget and i know we had a commercial about this already but don't forget phillyrestaurantreviews.com you can find over 450 restaurant reviews from the philadelphia tri-state area but we also have an audio food tour. So I know if you're listening in California, New York, uh, South Carolina, Greenville listens every week. And you have friends coming to Philadelphia, phillyrestaurantreviews.com. Go to the audio food tour. And we'll teach you where to find the best cheesesteaks, the best hoagies, the best pizza in Philadelphia. I want to thank everyone for listening today. Hope you're feeling healthier already. And we will see you next week. Thanks, everyone. For more details and information on what's happening in and around Philly, check out Philly Bite Magazine online at phillybite.com. Or tune in to Dying on a Dime on the My Philly Dish Hour, Tuesdays through Fridays at 11 a.m. right here on IndyPhilly.com.